good day to you. Hello, Victoria. How are you? Hello. Well, um, I, I've um, been having lots of fun. This is what, take three now of me <laughs> having sorted out my technical problems. I told you it's because you didn't have your metronome at the start. I know, I know. All is lost. And you literally were gloating about how you'd solved all your technical problems only to have a host of technical problems. <laughs> I just said that for the sake of saying it. Oh, I know. Either way, how's your week been? It's been good. It's been very good. Um, I'm going to say who I am, though, first. This is You Didn't Let Me Finish podcast. I'm Ben Ando. I'm a former BBC News correspondent, former crime reporter, former jack-of-all-trades, and I'm now a happy podcaster. Former good time boy. <laughs> Possibly. Definitely former. And you know what? This guy here, this guy, Ben Ando, has nicked all of my intros because I, I went, in the last one, it went really smoothly and I said, welcome back if you're a regular listener who we adore. And if you're a new whist whistler, <laughs> if you're a new whistler, <laughs> I I'm going too fast. <laughs> I need to four. calm down. <laughs> yeah, take 52. <laughs> if you're a new listener, welcome to the cheekiest, most irreverent podcast out there. And I'm Victoria Mitzi, your co-host and the nicer half, if you didn't let me finish. I'm a journalist and a woman. And a sporty, attractive woman at that. Sporty or 40? <laughs> Naughty 40. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And the rest. It's an upgrade from Dirty 30. <laughs> Is it sport? Naughty 40? Well, I'm, nif I'm Nifty 50. <laughs> you need a lifty. What are we going to talk about this week? Oh, we're back to a favourite, but with a new angle. Mm. Ghislaine Maxwell. Oh, come we're on. We're revisiting. Give it the jizz. You know you want to. What did you call her? Jizzy Wizzy? No, Jizzy Rascal. Jizzy. Isn't she just? Oh, I... Deny, deny, deny. I suppose we... Well, hang on a second. Steady on. She hasn't been convicted. She's um She's been charged and she is going on trial next year to... Um, face these criminal charges and I'm she's only going by the headline she denies witnessing inappropriate activities that's right she does but why does everybody in this case have annoyingly difficult to pronounce names you've got Jeffrey is it Epstein or Epstein you've got Gislaine Gislaine Maxwell and you've got Virginia is it Jufra Gifra Gifra oh, Jeffrey Jeffrey oh, taxi for Jeffrey so it's so it's um Hire a car for Ando. Oh, yeah, the Ando hire car. That was legendary. <laughs> I, was, I was going there thinking, the Americans are going to find a, find a way to pronounce my name. And the last time I went to America before, it had been, uh, um, taxi for Mr. Ando, Mr. Ando. And I was thinking, the Americans are going to find a new way to mispronounce my name. And sure enough, they did. Got it's actually because I just called up in advance and told them how to annoy you. <laughs> and then I told them to give everyone at your table a large glass of wine it and didn't, put them it, all it, on your no, tab. No. It, it, it didn't it didn't annoy me at all it made my two whole weeks i mean it made my whole two weeks oh you don't need an excuse to make your holes weak <laughs> anyway we've renamed them so that's fine they're rechristened as yes. jazzy jeff and jizzy rascal <laughs> jizzy rascal jazzy jeff and i don't know what what would you call virginia jeffrey I actually, there is a limit for me this week, unlike last week. I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but answers on a postcard, you didn't <laughs> let me finish podcast at gmail.com. What do we call Virginia? Answers on a slightly stained postcard. <laughs> oh, come on, we've got to think of another one for her. Come on, write it down, guys. Virginia Jeffrey, can you make its countdown? Can you oh, make a conundrum out of it? It's Ole Jeffrey. 
so, so anyway, let's talk about Jews Lane. Now, we had a request, actually, didn't oh, we? No, from, no, um... no, no, no. We were going to say what's in the podcast. Oh, yes, We've we gone were, on sorry. a tangent by yep. that. Okay. okay. And after that, we're moving on to horror. Very apt for a Halloween special. <laughs> Halloween decided oh, to be less than oh, special. Yeah. And that is Julia Rawson murder case. The accused denies wanting to reenact horror movies during killing. So I um, I hear with my little ear that probably a few other podcasts are going to be attacking this one, but not quite in the same way as us. Mm. And moving on to uh, being hit in the head with a high heel. But this <laughs> time, shoe done it. Shoe done it. Shoe oh, done it. Me, Thank very... you, the sun. Yeah. I will I will pledge a long since I wrote a letter to you aged 11 that I wanted a job I have always been loyal to your headlines so shoe done it shocking tale of stiletto killer Anna Trujillo who stabbed her shoe fetish boyfriend was it you Ben oh no he's still breathing <laughs> 25 she stabbed him in the head 25 times with a blue suede heel I need you like a stiletto hole in the head and needless to say, I'll tweet all of these so you can have a look at their bonces. Bonce? Is that a face? A bonce? What? Isn't that Cockney rhyming slang for a, a face? Bonce. A bonce is a hairdo, is it? Well, bonce is just your hair. Mush. Isn't it? Mush is what Mush I meant to say. Mushy Mitzi. Mushy Mitzi. So, <laughs> yes, and that was recommended. We'll tell you more about that celebrity recommendation later. Uh huh. And of course, more of your interactions and a little bit of love because we don't thank people enough for listening to us. Wherever you're listening, whichever corner of the globe you listen to us from, let us know. You didn't let me finish podcast. A bastard of an email, one of you wrote to me. You didn't let me finish, but don't forget the podcast. And there are no hyphens or anything like that in there. No um, apostrophes at gmail.com. Isn't that... Didn't we intentionally come up with a ludicrously long and convoluted email address so that it filters out all but the very keenest enthusiasts with the best attention to detail and eye for a, <laughs> eye for a did you, grammar. I'm sorry, did you mean the biggest weirdos? Oh yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> no, no, those those people get to us on Twitter. Oh. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for all of that abuse, as usual. Thank you all for all your interactions and you know how you can find us. At YDLMF is Twitter. So follow us on that. Excellent. Moving on to our back to our top story, should I say, Ghislaine, or as you prefer to call her, Jizzy Rascal, Jiz Jizlaine, Jizlaine Maxwell. I think she's Jizlaine. G H I S L A L A I N E. Jizlaine. Well, there are a few layers to this, aren't there? We don't like a simple, straightforward story, but um, we do not. As I said initially, she's denying witnessing this inappropriate activities that. Basically, she's now become renowned for. Yeah, but so so this this um, this denial was in transcripts that were released during the week of a deposition that was actually made back in 2016, and this was part of a civil defamation lawsuit that was brought by Virginia Jeffrey, who is one of those young women who accused Jeffrey Epstein of. Um, uh, you know, trafficking a guy for underage sex. So she was one of the ones who said she was trafficked and forced to have, uh, when she was underage and um, sort of made to have sex with various um, dirty old men. Of which, well, if um, if they weren't in the picture, then I suppose that makes a difference, doesn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. But there are numerous eyewitness accounts of this having happened as well. So her denial continues and she's pleading not guilty. I mean, in this deposition, she says she never hired anyone under the age of 18 to work in Jeffrey Epstein's homes. She never participated in any sexual activities with them. She said she knew that Virginia Jeffrey was a liar and she called her an awful fantasist as well. And she said that she never saw any inappropriate underage activities with Jeffrey ever, ever. Of course, Jeffrey Epstein uh, killed himself while he was awaiting trial uh, in New York a couple of years ago. Um, and what Virginia Jeffrey has always said is that uh, Ghislaine Maxwell recruited her to be a masseuse to Jeffrey Epstein while she was still underage. And she says that he kept her as a sex slave with Ghislaine Maxwell's assistance. And she's currently... In prison at well, the yes, moment. Well, yes, because she's, she has been charged. And she, you, you might recall, she went to ground. And she, and she, she hid <laughs> beyond the wit of uh, the FBI local law enforcement in her own house. Um, <laughs> in, <laughs> it makes you think, hold on, hold on, because should we do a little role play? Uh, go on, then. Hang on, dig it. <laughs> Hello? Hello, uh, is that Jizzy Rascal? <laughs> <laughs> Shabom, yes it is. How did you? However, did you find me? Have you been a naughty girl? Is that is that the long arm of the law? It is. Are you home? <laughs> Might be. <laughs> <laughs> I thought well, I'd outwitted case, you by hiding in my own house. Do you not think that you should um, perhaps put some trousers on and come with us? <laughs> Can I be the police now and you be Jizzy Rascal? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. okay. You got to do knocking or a doorbell? No, I'm going to do knocking. Hang on. Hello? Hello, it's the police. Open up. We need to find Jizzy Rascal. <laughs> Jizzy speaking? Who wants her? It's the police. Open up. We've combed the nation and finally we've tracked you down to your own house. <laughs> I've opened up. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, I think. Uh, oh, it quickly shuffles to close all the sauna and massage parlour signs down in the windows. <laughs> we need your computer as well. What have you been looking at on the internet? Oh, just ignore all the fancy dress of, of schoolgirl outfits hanging around the place, will you? Make it, make it, just clear that seat from all the dildos and make yourself comfortable. <laughs> Let me just scoop these all off here. <laughs> you might want a sanitary wipe. Thud, thud, thud. <laughs> right, Miss Maxwell, you're coming with us. <laughs> I think that's pretty much how it went. I think that's you? exactly how it went down. Absolutely. Well, I think you know, we might as well have been there. Except staff had to be around. <laughs> We we've might as we've well. transported you through the magic of radio. <laughs> <laughs> All you need is your imagination. Your, your crazy machinations. <laughs> Come with me to a world of pure imagination. But either way, the 58-year-old's been in custody since yes. uh, that exchange, that live exchange <laughs> that was recorded at the time happened. And um, if convicted, she could be sentenced up to 35 years in prison. But I'm wow. sure she's not having a good time so far. I don't know why I always come back to this, but I do imagine that being in custody for her must uh, not be a, an easy time. Do you not? Do you think she's um, sort of not having a great time in a women's prison? Well, maybe. <laughs> I have seen. What's that thing? Orange. What's it called? That prison program. Orange is the new black. Come on. Orange is the new black. Well, I, I only watched it when I was breastfeeding. <laughs> Does that <laughs> meant you completely couldn't remember anything because you were totally doolally at the time? 
No, I never remember titles of things. I'm, I'm quite bad at that. But um, yes, yeah, so I remember, know all about prison. You can certainly never remember the title of this podcast. Well, not with all our stupid email addresses and stuff that make as difficult as possible. Oh, wait, this is us reading out the emails. Underscore asterisk seven six. <laughs> Anyway, and before we leave Jizz to her own devices, we just need mm. to remind everybody that there is a royal link to this story as well, which is that Virginia Jeffrey um, has been one of Jeffrey Epstein's most prominent accusers, it says here, and she claims that she was trafficked to London by Jeffrey Epstein when she was age 17 to have sex with Prince Andrew. She said, I knew I had to keep him, brackets Prince Andrew, happy because it's what Jeffrey and Ghislaine would expect from me. But the prince has categorically denied any sexual contact with Ms. Jeffrey. In an interview with the BBC's Newsnight programme, he said he didn't recall meeting her. Oh, oh that was just shortly after his visit to Pizza Express, which actually never happened. And then when he revealed that he, does, he doesn't sweat. Yes. No, actually, was it proven that he went on that Pizza Express outing? I don't know, and I don't know if it's been proven that he doesn't sweat or not either. He, right, well, he did step mm. back from royal duties last year. Oh, um, you keep on nicking my facts. That all right, my you, fact. you say that one. I'll shut up. You say it. Well, after after a long time in coming, he's been. Um, they've put the cork. In, they've put, put the <laughs> cork in him. Do you want to rephrase that? Do you want to rephrase that one? <laughs> oh no, he uh, allegedly never did. Prince Andrew's a long time coming, said Victoria Jeffrey. Oh, sorry. Prince Andrew's, no, a long excuse ti- me. Prince Andrew's a long time coming, said Ghislaine Maxwell, stirring her tea with the other hand. <laughs> Can we say that? You might have to take that out. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's the podcast title, Catchily, like our, like our um, email address. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that, really. He's, he's I mean, the Queen <laughs> is that. finally... Way to close well, the story. The that's that. That's all, folks. It's taken a while for... Oh, goodness me. Will you just let me finish? You didn't let me finish! You don't know this, Ben, but I put a jingle in every time I say that now. Oh, OK. I'm going to listen out If you that. listen to them, yes, then you'd know. It's all right. Everyone else has got better taste than you. Nobody's got better taste. But I'll, I'll finally make that point that really, actually, is so protracted now that it's a little tired. But I can't believe the Queen's waited so long to put him back from royal duties. Do they get do they get paid by job that they go and you know walk around p- dancing scout groups and things like that? Do they get paid per visit? No, they get paid by the royal civil list, which is an amount per annum that every single royal is sort of given and it's voted on and agreed by Parliament. I think it's renewed. I think it's renewed every year, but it could be um, over a longer period. And the Queen gets the most, and then I think Prince Charles gets the next most, and so on and so forth. Do you know roughly what that amount is? Well, I think by the end of it, Prince Andrew's probably getting about 15 quid a month. No. No, I'm joking. About 20... No, it doesn't even cover his sweat patches. About £20 a year in his bus fare home. His laundry bills. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Righto, let's move on. Mm, let's indeed. So what do you want to talk about now? Uh, Halloween-y crime. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. Do you not think the victim looks a little bit like Noel Fielding crossed with Mark Armand out of Soft Cell? <gasps> now you've given me a lot to think about. Let me just... <laughs> hang on, let me just look. Yes, you're right. Mm, Very good. Thank you. A little like somebody else, but I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, that was the last case. 
Tell tell us more about this. You can introduce. Do you know one. what I thought? Do you know what I thought? That big disc in the corner of the picture was an earring, but it actually says West Midlands <laughs> Police. Well, she no, she famously wore West Midlands Police earrings. <laughs> it's a very very trendy thing to wear. <laughs> Right, Julia Rawson, a former film and TV student accused of murdering and dismembering black country market trader Julia Rawson has denied wanting to reenact horror movies found at his flat. Nathan Maynard Ellis, who's alleged to have killed Ms Rawson, as the culmination of years of pent-up fantasy and desire told at a court he started making horror-themed masks after being asked to raise funds for a charity at Halloween. Maynard Ellis, who's 30, and his boyfriend, 25-year-old David Leasley, both deny murdering Ms Rawson at their Flat of Horrors in May last year. I love Coventry the Flat of Horrors. Flat of, we like a Flat of Horrors. Yeah. Coventry Crowd Court's been told that the victim's body was cut into 11 parts and dumped in undergrowth near the defendant's home in Mission Drive, Dudleyport in Tipton. Maynard Ellis, who'd met Ms Rawson, who was 42, by chance in a pub in Dudley, also denies historical rape allegations made by a woman following his arrest. Giving evidence in the third week of his trial, Maynard Ellis, who was, had been diagnosed with depression and Asperger's syndrome, told jurors he was bullied at school but had gone on to achieve a distinction on special effects, film and television theatre course. So, a lot of ingredients there for an interesting case. Well, the interesting um, backstory here is, as you say, he was an ex, he, a self-styled expert in creating kind of gore masks and, and sort of like, um, you know, these sort of film special effects for people who have, you know, had you know, terrible things done to them and so on. And he was... Um, particularly good at this and he had got this distinction um, and the, 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 the kind of the prosecution case is that Maynard Ellis um, had decided to kind of reenact this in real life and I suppose turn Julia Rawson into a real life special effect if you want he denies the charges he says that um, he just wasn't happy he said he was bullied at school and he claimed he stopped taking his prescribed medication around a week before Julia Rawson's death. Now they met in a pub and according to his account um, uh, he, well, Maynard Ellis told a psychiatrist this. He said um, that she had made what he called moves towards him. Uh, obviously he's a gay man and he then uh, took her into a bathroom and sorry he, he hit her when she made these advances these moves as he described them he hit her with a rolling pin and then he tried to wash her injuries away um, but realised she had died in the bathroom at his flat. And I, I and, and what jurors have already been told in this case is that with, there, with, there is, is going to be a defence around diminished responsibility for the, the reasons that you've already described, that he's got um, uh, mental health Ill, uh, issues and uh, Asperger's. What's interesting is the statement that was made at the opening of the prosecution's case. Crown Counsel Karim Khalil QC claimed that Maynard Ellis harboured dark thoughts for many years, focused mainly on the sexual assault of women and their violent killing. What I don't see is the... I mean, maybe I'm being a bit naive here, but I don't really see how this sort of special effects thing is, is to do... How do you get from that into bludgeoning a woman with a rolling pin? Ah, oh, it's, it's a big jump, isn't it? No mistake. I mean, well, I mean, what's so? so <laughs> That's an understatement from what a the, correspondent. I mean, what, when, there. when the police when the police went to search this flat, they found lots of printed materials. They found videos, DVDs about serial killers, um, violent sexual abuse of women, 
Um, his boyfriend, David Leasley, apparently knew of these interests that uh, Maynard Ellis had. And I suppose it was probably a, a little bit unfair to say that he turned her into a special effect. I think what happened here was that, you know, he clearly was um, fascinated by um, gore and by blood. And he, you know, this reflected itself in his skill with creating this makeup. And I think, you know, it, it progressed from this fascination to actually reenact enacting it in real life. You know, maybe in a, a weird way, he just wanted to see how realistic it was. Maybe, but I mean, none of that is said here. So it just kind of goes to say that there's a link. I mean, I do remember that um, when I was at university, there were quite a lot of, a lot of um, co-students there doing media studies. And they were, the topic came up time and time again of whether watching porn for example had you know encouraged people to sexually assault people and violence whether that incited violence did you and have to watch actually, lots of violent porn for that no they said that they did so they i didn't see them very much oh. i'm joking you're joking i can't stand this um <laughs> they were in their rooms and there were sort of all sorts of screams and they just used to be seen occasionally wandering to the loo in halloween masks hollow cheeked <laughs> in the hollow cheeked, come up for, for a rive eater and some noodles. I need some salt. I need salt. <laughs> and then, there they go again. But um, the, the basic point that it always came back to was that um, apparently the, uh, I was going to call them instructors, the um, lecturers did not seem to be of this opinion. Go on. So what's your deduction from that? Well, I think it can influence people, but it, it takes, as you say, there's it, there's a quite a gulf between those two, whether you like making Halloween, Halloween masks. I can't say Halloween. Whether you like um, dressing up as a ghoulish, fiendish ghoulie for uh, Halloween, it doesn't mean that you're going to go out and do something horrible to someone. There's a, there's a lot going on between that stage and the next. And we don't really know what it is in this case. We don't. And to go on a flippant tangent... I have to say that one of the one of the few good things about COVID appears to be that this year there's going to be no trick or treating or any of that nonsense. Don't you like it? Oh, no. Oh, as somebody who hangs out with kids a lot, they're so, really suffering. They love it. Yeah. So what happens is every trick every Halloween I have a basket of like you know Cadbury's Heroes or celebrations or whatever they are by the Ooh, door and, and you sort of market. and when the when the the, the, the dreaded f knock comes you sort of open the door and there's sort of like a, a variety of small children in com massively unconvincing costumes with sort of like you know and their parents standing behind them and you hold out the basket and what what used to annoy me was you'd hold out the basket and these kids would just reach in with two hands and try and grab handfuls so now i have a cheeky look to see how many kids are there and then as i reach the basket i quickly take out some of the sweets so there's only about if there's five children out there there'll be about six or seven sweets in there so they can't grab too many does that make me a terrible person oh my god humbug it means more heroes for me after they've all gone oh you're such a hero <laughs> <laughs> you're such a stingy halloweener i'm a halloween zero <laughs> you are from from hero to zero don't go to ben's house <laughs> i was listening to radio one during the week and they had um in which i think it was um oh god who's the guy in the afternoon hang on you should he be listening to radio two show. at your age some kind of banging going on outside. Um, you should be listening to... You probably listen to Radio 3 because you're about 100. I listen to Radio 2 most of the time and occasionally I listen to Radio 1 and, I, and in the morning I listen to Radio 4. 
is the afternoon guy on Radio One, and uh, he's Nick Gr- Nick Grimshaw. I think. Grimmy. And um, Grimmy. And he said, um, can you let me know about what activities you find inappropriate for adults to do on their own without a child? <laughs> and it was quite funny. And Halloween stuff was to do so trick or treating. I might try it. Why don't you try it, Ben? Go around trick or treating, just you. <laughs> you and your grown up children. I could do that. And then a few days later, I could go around with a, a really crappy guy that I've made out of sort of like, you know, stuffed socks and things and say penny for the guy as well. That's probably quite inappropriate for an adult. Very inappropriate. You like being inappropriate. I do. So let's go trick-or-treating. Should we do a you didn't let me? Shall we try and grab handfuls and if they don't let us have handfuls of the sweets, stick our foot in the door and go, you didn't let me finish. (laughs) Let me finish. You did not let me finish. (laughs) What's the trick, though? If they don't give you a treat, what is the trick that you do? You could do a whittle. A whittle. <laughs> Where would you do this whittle? On their front gate? Oh, on their front, um, their front, uh, sort of like in your trousers. <laughs> on their front door. <laughs> Why? What trick could you? Come on, this is a true crime podcast. You can't not think of a I trick. Thought you, I thought you were supposed to put a sh- do a shit, wrap it in newspaper, light it, and then ring on their bell. When they open the door and see this sort of burning thing on their their, their front door, they stamp on it to put it out, and they get shit all over their shoes. <laughs> Well, I think you're getting the idea here, slowly. Is it, is it, is it better to do it with a dog shit or a human shit? <laughs> <laughs> baby poos can be evil. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but baby poo would be too runny to wrap in paper. You'd end up with it all over yourself, wouldn't you? Oh, well, you see, <laughs> don't shit on your own doorstep. <laughs> don't, don't wrap up your own baby's poo for, for Halloween treat, trick-or-treating. Well, there you go. Don't say that listening to this podcast doesn't give you anything. I suppose you've got some fantastic tricks now for Halloween. <laughs> well, another one I've heard is, is posting an egg through the letterbox because when it lands on the ground, it will smash. Oh, as in a raw egg? Yes. Then. Well, no, not a cooked, not a hard-boiled egg. Oh, yeah. Well, that would be very stinky. Yeah, well, wouldn't it, would. it? Exactly. A prawn in an envelope. <laughs> prawn in an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> That's one well, badly packaged prawn. <laughs> Where have we got to here? We were just finishing off talking about the um, the, the Halloween sort of um, uh, oh, so so we just want to say for legal reasons. Okay, just 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 to say for legal reasons, Nathan Maynard Ellis, thirty, and his boyfriend David Laisley, twenty-five, both deny murdering Julia Rawson last year, and the trial continues. Oh, you always get the lines. I All won't right, say the trial continues. It's shut continued up. now. You it's say continued. it and cut me out. Oh, yes. Okay, great. And, of course, the trial continues. Happy now? Yeah. Good. So, uh, the last thing we're going to talk about this week, apart from a little bit of interaction with our, our friends and listeners, is a bit of, uh, a bit of stiletto action. Oh, and who out of the two of us is the biggest shoe fetishist? Well, you are. You've got a massive collection of shoes, haven't you? Are you kidding me? I do not. Especially not in Devon. There's no point in wearing a decent pair of shoes here. They all end up covered in caca. I'm looking at the photos. So, okay, so just a quick background. This case is that uh, 45-year-old Anya Trujillo, which is... No, 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 you're sparking up the wrong background. Uh-huh. The reason that glamorous news lady is the bringer of this news oh, sorry, is do. because yeah you forgot the important link that those those of us who plan know we covered the very important case of my father defending my mother's handbag theft 
and my mother attacking the handbag assailant with her kitten heel. <laughs> and therefore, Glamorous News Lady, our long-standing now friend of the podcast and soon-to-be guest, we hope, prompting her to send me in this case of this 45-year-old lady, somebody who apparently well, she's been done for it, has uh, hit her shoe fetish boyfriend in the head 25 times and killed him. Anya Trujillo. Trujillo. Dubbed, dubbed the stiletto killer. She, um, so she was um, in a relationship with 59-year-old Stefan Anderson. And apparently they, they met and um, she had... She, she had um, previously had this um, high high-end career as a, I love a, that line don't you don't you love a high-end career <laughs> high-end why do they have career. to put it I mean you, what what publication are you reading from um the sun <laughs> they said she'd previously lived the high life I said she had a high-end career as an executive for coca-cola but she moved to downtown Houston in Texas after the breakup of her second marriage in 2009 and she apparently began to spiral out of control becoming promiscuous and using men for money allowing them to pay her rent and give her cash she can met... I stop you there yeah where do you draw the line and I'm sure people listening will at least each know one case of somebody that they know uh, usually a female who gets their rent paid by somebody in this circumstance so where do you say that that's wrong and you know where does it become using men for money well I mean this is the Debbie McGee thing isn't it this is Caroline Ahern as Mrs Merton <laughs> saying to Debbie McGee what was it that first attracted you to the short bald millionaire Paul Daniels for our visitors for, to the to the UK via okay. this podcast, we have to make that clear that Mrs. Merton is is a younger <laughs> woman, for now dead actually, sadly, yeah. Carolina Hearn, yeah. um, the actress. She um, had this character which asked in, but it was it was in a grumpy a grumpy old granny well, voice. Yeah, I mean, because Mrs. M- Carolina Hearn was a young woman, as you said, but she played in this character this old lady called Mrs. Merton, who was like an old sort of Mancunian woman who would sort of like ask kind of quite impertinent questions so she asked for example um, you know the famous and again now dead alcoholic footballer George Best she said to him was it all that running around playing football that made you so thirsty George (laughs) (laughs) she really she was a fantastic woman and so she then she interviewed Debbie McGee who was the who the um, sort of glamorous assistant to TV magician Paul Daniels and Mm. um, and her question to Debbie McGee was what was it that first attracted you to the short, bald millionaire Paul Daniels? But she said it in an old lady voice, oh, yeah, which makes yeah, yeah, it better. Yeah, do yeah. do the old lady voice, Ben. I can't do the old lady voice. You, you can no, because no, no, you no. did the old lady voice for. Okay, um, let's try. Okay, I'll give. I'll give this is a an in attempt. the last podcast, okay, and I cut the, it because it was so good. Okay, because you asked me, I'll try to do a Mrs. Merton impression, but I don't claim it to be any good. So she said. Tell me, Debbie, what was it that first attracted you to the short, bald millionaire Paul Daniels? <laughs> You're turning into a brilliant actor. Oh, shush. From someone who can't lie to say, for someone who tells loads of lies, you're a really bad liar. Thank you. <laughs> but you're a brilliant actor these days. <laughs> it must be all this not working's agreeing with you. <laughs> who says I'm not working? Yeah, I knew you'd like that. You bite, you bit. Yeah, I bit. Either way, but a lovely falsetto voice. You do it very well, I've got Thank to you. say. 
Where were we? Well, yes, if you don't know Debbie McGee, please Google her, because her and herself, that's a whole separate podcast. She's a fascinating Where this is, is that you wanted to know where this balance is between a woman using a man for money yeah. and stuff. And I, I, I think every individual has to just make their own judgment on that, don't they? Well, I do have to tell people that I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Ben making small donations into my bank account. <laughs> That's a, the opposite of what happens, isn't it? I pay with my blood, sweat and tears for this podcast. Oh, God. Oh, anyway, there are some work. good photos online and I'll tweet this as well. I love the photo from Anna. court of the stilettos actually yeah. on the courtroom table. These two you can these actually, blue stiletto heels with five-inch five heels. You can actually see the photographer, like his glee in seizing the moment of her yeah. doing the whacking down on his head motion that yeah. she did. Her defence really should have said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Don't she's, do that, she's, Anna. she's showing how she's holding the stiletto, and in front of her is the stiletto heels. I but the expression that, on her face gives it all, doesn't it? As someone who, who quite likes a pair of stilettos himself on a lucky lady, I have to say that they're quite a saucy <laughs> pair of shoes as well. Good for her. They're very nice, actually. Good for you, Anna. Yeah. You've got a pair like that, haven't you? Hmm. Not that colour. I do like the colour. Yeah, and if colour. I were to bludgeon you, Ben, I would yeah. definitely do it with something akin to that. Oh, good. Well, that's lovely. That's a lovely thought. And thanks. There for you that. go. You can you can rest tonight and when of you course, tuck, now your, you've when said you tuck it. yourself in under your train set duvet tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you can dream of that. Thomas the Tank Engine. Now you've said that, of course, though, on a podcast, you can't actually do it. Oh, can't I? No, you can't. <laughs> I could do it with one of my blocker boots. Anyway, but I, I think it's a it's a pretty good story. So, mm. she, she the prosecution though say that this. So she's claiming that they got into a tussle. He was um, attacking her. She panicked, grabbed one of these shoes, and just hit him on the head. And then she kind of called the police. The prosecution says that her version of events and oh she also claimed that he had been physically and mentally uh, abusing her and that she finally had to kill him in self-defense um however the prosecution said that the way his body had been and the way it landed and the bloodstains on the wall meant that there was no way that the version of events that she said could uh, could have happened after a two-week trial the jury took just four hours to find her guilty of murder and she was sentenced to life imprisonment and will not be eligible for parole for another 30 years so i wonder if she's wearing her orange is the new black stilettos in jail don't you have to wear comfortable shoes <laughs> i suspect in jail she may well become a woman who wears comfortable shoes mm, dear i bet she looks forlorn at her footwear and and uh, recriminates daily over her stupid actions. Well, indeed. And then, then there's a message for us all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't, don't, uh, plenty of time to regret your stupid actions. Don't let it be in the slammer. 30 years in the slammer for poor old uh, Anya Trujillo. Try not to get caught. Blue suede shoes. Well. I think. <laughs> what? How does that song go? Uh, you can do anything but lay off of my blue suede shoes by Elvis. You mean? What's it about? Well, I think it's about a young man who's got a pair of blue suede shoes, and his he lo- likes his blue suede shoes very, very much. And his message <laughs> to his um, to the to the person who's hearing the song is that they can um, they can hit him around the face, they can slander him, they can knock him down. They can do all sorts of things to him. Um, I don't know if they're the kind of things that, um, you know, Jelaine Maxwell might be involved in, but they, they could do all mm. sorts of different things to him, but they can't um, touch his blue suede shoes. 
Well, Anna. Like you can spit in his face. <laughs> oh no! Does he say that? Yeah, you. Um, I can't remember all the lyrics, but so you. Knock me down, step on my face, slander my name all over the place. Do anything that you want to do, but. That's right, you're not supposed to step on them. You're not supposed to step on the blue suede shoes. Oh, I see. Because obviously... You also, know, it's all about image, I suppose. I mean, he's probably taken a suede brush to those blue suede shoes to brush them up nice and clean. You know an awful lot about this. Hey, yeah, yeah, massive... Well, I'm not a massive Elvis fan, but Elvis is pretty good. If you're going to have any kind of appreciation of popular music, you need to at least listen to a little bit of Elvis. You do, but quite a lot of people don't like Elvis Presley, and quite a lot of people, to my shock, don't like the Beatles. That does surprise me, that they don't Do like you like them. the Beatles? Yeah. Well, yes I do, and I think that the reason I like them is because if you look at their relatively short career, which was probably less than this podcast has lasted, I mean, they were they their first hit was in 62, they broke up in 1970, so what's that, eight years? In eight years, when you look at the journey they took and the, 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 the amount of musical legacy they left, even if you don't particularly think they're the best band ever, you have to acknowledge they had a massive, massive influence. So they did change popular music. They really did. And they're very catchy. And I often find myself humming a Beatles song. Does that mean I've, I'm in the full thrust of middle age? I think you're definitely in the full thrust of middle age. If, if, if being <laughs> um, in middle age is all about full thrusting, then yes, you are. Well, like a little bit of a laxadaisical I, I, thrusting. It's the whole point of middle corner. age that full thrusting is sort of a thing of the past. Oh, well, that takes one to no one, Ben. Hey, lay off my blue suede shoes. Listen, a cup of tea and a biscuit is all we need. I've got a ticket to ride. <laughs> um, well, you could call it that, or you could call it a uh, baby fetish. A ba- that's, caught, that's caught our listeners' attention, you know, Ben. <laughs> baby Hermando. If you weren't listening to last week and you've got just a bit of catching up to do, um, Ben volunteered. No, I said that people who like to be in control um, are often the ones who dress as babies by night. And I said somewhat akin to you, Ben. And now he's uh, he's volunteered himself to be baby Hernando in a big bonnet and a dummy. And I've been I've been sent pictures of what people think you'd look like. I've seen there's the photos. There's hilarious. one on our Twitter, but there's another one it. that I was separately which uh, I don't know people seem to see you like that these days maybe that should be our latest publicity stunt <laughs> I'm not going to admit to a fetish of dressing up like a baby I do I, I acknowledge that I do like a pair of stilettos on a lady but I'm not somebody who's, who ever dresses up like a baby but I think the images I've seen are hilarious I love them brilliant I, I just think it's quite funny that that's the way that people think it's just kind of resonated but, but then, with people I don't know if it was you or me that said we were reminded, thinking of a sort of a middle-aged man like this, I was reminded of Baby Herman from the Who Framed Roger Rabbit film, at which point I became Baby Hermando. (laughs) (laughs) So, say goodbye, Baby Hermando. (laughs) Coochie, 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 gaga, goo, goo. Bye-bye, everybody. It's been fun, and we'll do it again Um, next time. And I wanted to say thank you for support Riddle Me That podcast because you've been amazing and podcast she wrote. We need to say um, our own podcast though. We need to say you can tweet us at, at YDLMF podcast. You can email us on Gmail at you didn't let me finish podcast at gmail.com and just send us little nuggets of fun and stuff and we'll talk about it. Um, I'm fair in this, in that I do recommend Jules's podcast, um, Riddle Me That podcast, because her cases are they're the they're the other 
side of the spectrum from us. So we're a little bit irreverent, perhaps, a little bit uh, jovial, but um, she is really in-depth. She she does amazing, because actually, together, our Madeleine McCann with Mark Williams Thomas and her Madeleine McCann investigation go really well. So if you're interested in those crimes, listen to them both. And we played her promo last week, so if you need to find the details again, you can listen to it at the top of our last week uh, Dirty 30 episode. And I thanked Hayes at podcast she wrote, because... Um, you keep making me laugh and supplying our Twitter with um, baby hermandos. Yeah, no. <laughs> and loving the hermandos. Okay. Bye, baby everyone. Baby hermando. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. bye.